أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد We continue our reading from uh, Ibn Rajab Al-Hanbali's uh, uh, Commentary on the hadith of Abu Darda about the virtues of seeking knowledge entitled Warathatul Anbiya, translated as the heirs of the prophets uh, by Imam Zaid Shakir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give uh, each uh, of the two uh, respected personages uh, reward and increase uh, based on their rank with him uh, and protect Imam Zaid uh, uh, and keep him amongst us with a long life with much benefit. Chapter 8. The virtue of knowledge. Among that which indicates the preference of seeking knowledge over voluntary worship is the fact that knowledge combines the virtue of all other acts of worship. Knowledge is the best form of dhikr as has been explained. It is also the best form of jihad or struggling in the path of Allah. It is related uh, from uh, Abdullah uh, 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 ibn Umar uh, and Nu'man ibn Bashir directly from the Prophet sallallahu that the scholar's ink will be weighted against the martyr's blood and the scholar's ink will prove weightier, uh, which is uh, not a small, which is not a small statement. And it's interesting, actually, if you look, uh, uh, the preoccupation of the earlier part of the ummah is with proving what? Proving that uh, seeking knowledge is a piety that's above worship um, and that only makes sense that tack only works sense uh, when you live amongst a people to whom worship is something important something holy and sacred unfortunately nowadays uh, I think uh, there are many people who have taken it as a a sort of a, a, almost a, a, a caricature that the person who prays a lot is an idiot and the person who fasts a lot is an idiot and the person who repeats uh, for, uh, you know blessed formulae or reads the Quran uh, a lot is an idiot whereas in the old days they used to consider those people to be sacred there is an understanding that through the worship of Allah Ta'ala a place and a people uh, receive barakah and uh, through meeting such people and exchanging salams with them shaking their hands obviously <laughs> when when there's not ep epidemic spread through the world but uh, you know kind of more the concept of shaking hands with them uh, is a reason that sins are forgiven and the Prophet ﷺ didn't negate that. Rather, he added a piece of understanding to uh, that sensibility with regards to worship that uh, on top of it, uh, there is a maqam higher, which is uh, the maqam of the people who seek uh, knowledge and the maqam of the people who preserve and teach knowledge. And uh, so that, that requires, I think, a little bit of uh, cultural uh, readjustment that, uh, first of all, that was considered important. Nowadays, it's not considered important anymore. Uh, nowadays, uh, you know, people don't uh, uh, teach their children how to read Alif Ba Ta Tha. They don't teach their children how to go through the Quran. They don't teach their children to memorize the Quran. They uh, don't, uh, uh, you know, uh, emphasize the importance of acts of worship. Rather, those things have uh, turned into a joke amongst a great number of people. And by Allah, they are not a joke. Rather, they are the people of knowledge know what, how great of a vehicle they are for attracting the blessings and the, the nur, uh, the, the, the light, not the, uh, you know, like the 60 watt and 100 watt light, but the, uh, the light that illuminates the hearts. Uh, how uh, those are some of the great means that Allah Ta'ala gave uh, through the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to attract that light. And uh, then on top of it, 
the true uh, enjoyment of that nur uh, comes in its combination with with knowledge uh, that knowledge which resides within the mind and within the heart and so thus the scholar's ink will be weighted against uh, 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 the martyr's blood and the scholar's ink will prove weightier you have to kind of understand the 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 greatness and the virtue of both of them in order to understand that 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 statement uh, Tirmidhi relates from Anas bin Malik that the Prophet wasallam said whoever treads the path of knowledge he is in the path of Allah until he returns uh, um, that the person who uh, uh, treads the path of knowledge uh, 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 he is in the uh, path of Allah Ta'ala or he's in the way of Allah Ta'ala until he returns another hadith relates if death uh, comes to the student he is a martyr and we've seen it. We've seen, I saw, I remember in Tuamirat, there was a child who uh, was doing the hifz of the Qur'an and he passed away while studying. And there was a, uh, a, a child who uh, uh, also uh, became ill and passed away while doing the hifz of the Qur'an uh, while I was in Madrasa in Lahore as well. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, give patience to their families and their parents and to give them a high maqam on the Day of Judgment, that they should be uh, resurrected uh, in glory and in splendor because of the, the purity of the thing that they passed uh, uh, their life doing. And I remember there was a, there was a village uh, close to the madras I read in Lahore. And uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the village shopkeeper... Uh, I, I used to buy a lot of stuff for him from him, and uh, I used to drink like a liter of coke while I was there every day. It was kind of like the closest thing to drugs that I could drown out my sorrow. And my nafs was like, "You're in a village in the middle of nowhere with like very sporadic electricity, and uh, you know what are you doing to me?" And so this was kind of a concession I made to it. Probably not a good idea in retrospect, but you know hindsight is twenty twenty. So I would purchase a lot of things from 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 uh, this shopkeeper. And uh, he, uh, he one time he asked me because I would make calls and speak to someone in Arabic and make calls, speak to someone in English, make calls, you know, uh, to different places and speak in different languages. And uh, um, he, he asked me one day, you know, after like going to his shop for stuff, all kinds of stuff. He goes, uh, where are you from anyway? Uh, you know, who, what are you? What's your background? I go, not only am I from Pakistan, but I'm also Punjabi and I go, I'm also Arai. Uh, I, I told him uh, our cast name and he's like, he like looked like he saw a ghost. He goes, really? I said, yeah. He goes, well, I'm a Rhine too. <laughs> and so after that day, he would actually come and sit me in his shop and I would actually drink the Coke inside. And uh, 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 he trusted me with his shop uh, so much that if he had to go run an errand, he would say, just sit and drink your Coke. And if someone buys something, uh, sell it to him. I said, I will, but I'm not going to sell anyone any, uh, uh, any cigarettes and I'm not going to sell anyone any uh, niswar. And niswar is a type of like traditional like uh, snuff that the Patans uh, 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 enjoy. So I said, I'm not, I'm not selling either of them. And if anyone asks for them, I'm going to tell them it's haram. And he just looks at me. He's like, yeah, go, do, go ahead, do your thing. Uh, so, so, so sitting in his, in his uh, shop and talking to him, he mentioned something like this to me as well. He said that my little brother, uh, uh, wanted to do hifs really badly. And so my parents, he asked them and they said, yes. And while he was doing hifl of the Quran, uh, um, he, you know, he became sick and he passed away. And, uh, he said that, you know, for whatever reason, when, uh, we had the stone that marked his grave made. I had written next to his name Hafid, uh, even though I know he didn't complete his hifs, but 
you know, I hope that Allah Ta'ala would give him the reward uh, of being a Hafiz because he died doing it, you know. And uh, I, I thought that was very touching that this, this man who is, I guess by our standards, probably semi-literate and not really all that learned about the deen uh, at all. But he had this sensibility that what, uh, this is part of the civilization, uh, civilizational values of Islam, that the thing that you die doing, that's the thing that you, that, that, that's the seal that will be on you forever. And so he had this, this uh, uh, you know, this sense about him that somehow or another, even though he didn't actually formally finish his hifth, he died doing it. So with Allah Ta'ala, inshallah, he'll be a hafiz. And I don't think that that sentiment is too far from the, from the mark. And uh, uh, here Ibn Rajab is saying what? And if death comes to the student, he's a martyr. And this is one of the greatest bisharat, one of the greatest uh, 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 glad tidings Allah Ta'ala ever gave uh, to anybody. That the one who leaves his home in, in, the, in the talab of ilm, seeking knowledge here, seeking means like the seeking of desire. Uh, talab isn't just like, oh, I'm going to go study and pass my classes. And there are people who do that, you know, they're like, they're doing their degrees in Islamic studies or, or, or whatever. And sadly, you know, even those people who study in the madaris, taqlidiya, uh, the, the traditional schools, many of them, they're just doing it so that they can, quote unquote, get their dora done or get their uh, ijazat or their asanid. Uh, the hadith, look at the hadith, the words closely because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, I was given uh, the comprehensive speech. So the words that he used sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are worthy of scrutiny. The more you scrutinize them and the more you dig deep into their detail, the more benefit you'll get from those words. That uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The person who leaves his home with the desire for knowledge that he has inside of his heart this tasawwar or this uh, conception that this knowledge is a light, it will live in my heart, one day it will come and it will intercede on my behalf in the day of judgment. When I uh, am going astray, it will take me by the scruff of my neck and drag me back to the right path, that it will be uh, an expiation for my sins and it will be uh, good and it will be a light for me and for those around me in this world and the hereafter. Um, and it will be a, a matter of pride and honor on the day of judgment. That person who has that talab, that desire, the same way a lover has uh, the desire for his beloved. He says, Sheikh, it's Ramadan. Don't talk about those things right now. Bhai, if you never fall in love with, your, with a woman, if as a woman you never fall in love with a man, you never experience that, that, that uh, 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 intoxication, you never experience uh, that drunkenness of being where somehow or another material things are exactly as they were yesterday but somehow the entire universe and the entire existence has changed why because of your heart's attraction to somebody then how can you ever know what it means to love allah and his rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam Allah Ta'ala gave us these gifts. Why? So that we can know. That a person, even the pleasures of Jannah, uh, you know, the only way we can know about them is what? We know what it means to have pleasure in the dunya, even though the pleasure of Jannah is superlative. It is supreme. There's no comparison between them. Uh, that you will, you know, bite into a, a, the same fruit in, in, in Jannah and you'll be like, this is like, looks like the fruit in the dunya, but it's something completely different. This is totally wonderful. How could you know what that, that pleasure is if you didn't know what pleasure is in this world? Uh, and so like the person who loves that knowledge and desires that knowledge, say, this is the, this is the, this is the scent of my, my, my uh, uh, beloved. Uh, this is the, the perfume of my ishq. 
is in looking at these words, you know, looking what does man kharaja min baytihi fi talab al-ilm, what's the difference between talab and what's the difference between this word and that word. That person who doesn't look for the for the perfume of their uh, of their ishq inside of uh, every word and pour over every ayah and pour over every hadith and pour, pour over every form from the forms of sarf, you know, to the point where, <laughs> you know, like uh, Mulvis of various levels of uh, uh, scrupulousness or lack thereof can, uh, you know, say that Girdan of sarf can recite a sarf chart from memory. And like literally people in the audience will, will, will uh, 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 you know, go into like wajd because of it. And some of them may, may, may be for their lack of understanding, but definitely there are those who literally treat these things as so, so sacred and holy to them that uh, uh, that's the effect it has on them. That person who has that you know, inside of them, when they leave the house, they are with Allah Ta'ala like the Mujahid who goes out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says in another narration, um, which uh, uh, um, Ibn Rajab uh, uh, mentions, uh, he mentions, uh, 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 and it's, it's uh, um, the, the, the footnote says that the reference for it is Kashful Astar of, uh, of Al-Haythami. Um, that, uh, uh, that that person, if they die, they die a martyr. And even if that narration is not as strong as the, the narration of the person who treads the path of knowledge uh, is in the way of Allah until he returns, uh, still the muqtaba, the, 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 the meaning of that expression to be in the path of Allah Ta'ala indicates this meaning one way or the other. Mu'adh bin Jabal relates, radiyallahu anhum, acquire knowledge because doing so is good. Seeking it is worship. Reviewing it is glorifying Allah. Researching it is jihad. Subhanallah. Researching it is jihad. Teaching it is teaching it to the ignorant is a charity. Serving the scholars is a way of drawing near to Allah because knowledge is the path of ascension to the stations of paradise. It is a companion in isolation and a comrade in distant lands. It speaks to you in solitude. It is a guide to prosperity and a shield against adversity. It beautifies one amongst friends and is a weapon against enemies. With it, Allah elevates people and makes them guides and bellwethers of good. The scholars are people whose words are sought and whose actions are imitated. The angels long for the scholars' company and, the com- and comfort them with their wings. Even the fish in the sea... The beasts of the earth and the predators of land and sea and the cattle pray blessings come upon them. This is because knowledge enlivens the heart against ignorance, illuminates the eyes against darkness and strengthens the body. It transports the servant to the mansions of the select and the righteous and to the highest ranks in this world and in the hereafter. Contemplating it is equivalent to fasting and reviewing it is equivalent to the night prayer vigil. Reviewing it is equivalent to tahajjud. With it, kinship is united and the lawful is distinguished from the unlawful. Knowledge is an imam which leads, the, leads people to righteous actions. It is craved by the people destined for paradise and shunned by the people destined for hell. This last sentence is worth repeating. It is craved by the people destined for paradise and shunned by the people destined for hell. Allah Ta'ala make us from the f- former and, and protect us from ever being uh, uh, the latter or amongst them or uh, subject to them. This hadith has also been related by Abu Hurairah anhu from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The virtue of Adam Alaihi Salam over the, uh, over the angels. The story of Adam alayhi salam demonstrates the virtue of knowledge over worship. Allah has shown Adam's virtue over the angels through knowledge as he taught him the names of all things, while the angels acknowledged their inability to attain that knowledge. 
When Adam salam informed them of the names, his superiority over them was manifested. Allah said to the angels, Did I not say to you that I know the secrets of the heavens and the earth, and I know that which you reveal and that which you conceal? Some commentators amongst righteous forebears said, uh, that what the angels concealed was their saying to themselves, Allah will not create anyone except for that we are more noble than him. The superiority of the angel Jibreel over the angels uh, who are preoccupied with worship is founded on the no on knowledge, uh, 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 the knowledge that angel Jibreel has been given. This indicates the superiority of knowledge. He is the dispenser of revelation to the messengers alayhim salatu wasalam. Similarly, the most distinguished messengers have been exalted over the other prophets uh, uh, because of their heightened knowledge and reverence for Allah. For this reason, Allah has described Sayyidina Muhammad in many places in the Quran as being distinguished and favored with knowledge. The Prophet then was commanded to teach his nation. The first mention of a prophet receiving knowledge and being ordered to teach is found in the story of Ibrahim he prayed to his Lord for the people of his blessed household that he raise up for them a messenger from amongst themselves who would recite, to, uh, recite unto them his verses, uh, teach them the scripture and wisdom and purify them. Uh, uh, and this, this is uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah near, uh, near the end of the first juz. He blessed us indeed by sending us a messenger from amongst ourselves, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah exalted says, Allah has blessed the believers in that he has sent uh, to them a messenger uh, from themselves. He recites unto them his verses, purifies them and teaches them uh, the book and the wisdom, uh, even though before this they were in manifest error. The initial revelation to Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned knowledge and its virtue. Allah says, Iqra, recite in the name of your Lord who created, created man from a clot. Iqra, recite, and your Lord is the most noble uh, and the most generous. He taught by the pen, taught man that which he knew not. Allah frequently mentions blessing the Prophet ﷺ with knowledge, such as Allah's statement, Allah has revealed to you, O Muhammad, the book and the wisdom, and he has taught you that which you knew not. Surely Allah's favor upon you is great. Allah Ta'ala commanded the Prophet ﷺ to request knowledge from his Lord, uh, where, where he said, And say, O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. The Prophet ﷺ said, I am the most learned and reverent of you concerning Allah. And so you see that the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he never asked for mazid. He never asked for an increase in anything except for two things. Uh, uh, one is knowledge and one is uh, one is milk, which is a, a metaphor in the uh, imagery of the Sharia and the imagery of the Sunnah for the, the fitrah or, or, or pure human nature. And so uh, Allah Ta'ala commanded the Prophet Sallallahu and say, Ya Muhammad alayka salatu wasalam, O my Lord, increase me in knowledge. And with regards to the milk, his dua was, Allahumma, Barak lana fihi wa zidna minhu. Oh Allah, bless us, uh, bless it, uh, put blessing in it for us and increase us in it. All other things the Prophet ﷺ used to just ask for barakah and what he had. He didn't ask for increase. Uh, in fact, all other things, you know, you, you might think like, why does he go on this like communist tirades uh, describing, you know, uh, the modern uh, uh, markets as cancerous? 
because they're growth driven. Well, the Quran has something to say about growth driven uh, approaches to dunya. Uh, uh, you know, of course, uh, in some sense, you know, in certain times and places, growth is actually a good thing. But uh, but to have growth like a per per pervasive, absolute virtue. Uh, that is assumed to be good at all times. Allah Ta'ala describes that mindset in a short surah in Juz Amma, Al-Hakumu Takathur, uh, that you have been distracted with uh, uh, with Takathur, with vying with one another to increase everything all the time. Uh, and so uh, the general uh, sensibility of the Sunnah is to ask for more of everything all the time is not necessarily a good thing. Uh, but this is this is the notable exception to the rule that Allah Taala said uh, to the Prophet ﷺ, commanded him that this is a good thing. This always ask for more. Rabbi zidni ilma and say, O my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Uh, 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 Allah has blessed us by sending uh, 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 to us this messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam alhamdulillah who teaches us what we lacked uh, knowledge of he rightfully ordered uh, ordered us uh, and orders us to give thanks for this blessing he says in his book thus uh, we have sent to you a messenger from amongst yourself he recites unto you our verses purifies you teaches you the book and the wisdom and he teaches you that which you uh, did not know therefore remember me and I will remember you uh, and give thanks to me and do not be ungrateful to me. Allah Most High has informed us that He created the heavens and the earth and sent down the command in order uh, that we know His power, knowledge, and attributes. Uh, he says, It is Allah who created the seven heavens uh, uh, and likewise the earth. The command descends between them in order uh, that you may uh, know that Allah has power over all things and that Allah encompasses uh, all things with His knowledge. So the, the word command here is a, uh, a, 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 um, a translation of the word Amr uh, in Arabic. And the Amr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, truly a topic that uh, you know, warrants a, a different uh, venue and a different discussion. And it's a fascinating topic. Uh, but uh, uh, the Amr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, its knowledge and acquaintance with it and, and tapping into it is uh, indeed uh, the only life that uh, any created thing can ever uh, hope to seek. The scholars truly fear Allah. Allah has praised the scholars in many places in the Quran. He has informed us that his knowledgeable servants who fear him uh, are, are the scholars. Uh, uh, the uh, comments on the verse of Abdullah bin Abbas عنهم, indeed amongst his servants uh, it is but the learned who uh, uh, fear Allah indeed my servants know uh, uh, my majesty grandeur uh, indeed my servants who know my majesty and grandeur and sublimity fear me meaning what? that to know Allah Ta'ala is the way he's worshipped and that's why uh, Allah Ta'ala makes this emphatic statement that uh, none but uh, uh, the learned uh, 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 from my servants fear me. The best knowledge uh, uh, is the knowledge of Allah, His names, attributes, and actions. This knowledge engenders in its possessor direct knowledge of Allah, His fear, His love, His reverence, and His exaltation, His magnification, intense devotion, absolute reliance on Him, patience, being pleased with Him, and preoccupation with Him. This is followed by the knowledge of His angels, His books, His messengers, the day of resurrection, and related matters. Likewise, this includes knowledge of Allah's commandments, prohibition, His law, uh, uh, His commandments, His prohibitions, His laws, rulings, and that which He loves and that which He loathes of His servants' outer and inner actions. 
those who join knowledge uh, uh, those who join knowledge of Allah with knowledge of his commandments are the righteous scholars they are more complete than those whose knowledge is limited to experiential knowledge of Allah uh, meaning what that those people who know Allah through their intuition uh, through intense worship and struggling in his way without uh, uh, without the knowledge of his commandments they are also more complete than those scholars whose knowledge is limited to understanding legal rulings Examples of such complete scholars are Sayyidina al-Hasan al-Basri, Sa'id bin Musayyib, Sufyan al-Thawri, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal and their like. Others who obtained this state are Malik bin Dinar, Fudayl bin Iyad, uh, Ma'ruf al-Karhi, Bishr al-Hafi uh, and others who had experiential knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, by the way, uh, by the way, uh, uh, you know, al-Hasan al-Basri from the names that are mentioned here. Uh, and uh, uh, Fulayl bin Iyad and Ma'ruf al-Karhi Bishr al-Hafi their names are all they're all the mashaykh of the tariqah the shajara mubaraka uh, of the tariqah uh, includes all of their names and undoubtedly even the other names like Sa'id bin Musayib Sufyan al-Thawri Imam Ahmed are connected to this mubarak shajara uh, and they are mentioned in the tabaqat of the Sufiya as well but for the sake of brevity oftentimes uh, the shortest chain possible is, is mentioned uh, omitting longer chains that may be more profound or important uh, in other ways, just so that people can uh, know how the chain joins up in the easiest way possible. Whoever compares these two states knows the virtue of those who have both experiential knowledge of Allah and knowledge of His commandments over those who possess only direct knowledge of Allah. Therefore, how much better is one who has experiential knowledge of Allah and knowledge of His commandments over those who only have knowledge of His commandments? Their superiority is evident. Meaning what? Those people who you see the piety in them and they know what they're talking about when it comes to deen. Some ignorant people think that devout worshippers are more virtuous than scholars. They imagine that scholars only have knowledge of Allah's commandments and that devout worshippers have experiential knowledge of Allah. Naturally, they consider those sages who have experiential knowledge of Allah more meritorious than the jurists who only possess knowledge of Allah's commandments. We posit that scholars who have experiential knowledge of Allah and knowledge of His commandments are more virtuous than devout worshippers, even if these devout worshippers have experiential knowledge of Allah. This is because the righteous scholars share with devout worshippers the virtue of possessing experiential knowledge of Allah. They may even surpass them in virtue, and in this particular virtue. However, scholars uniquely possess the knowledge of Allah's commandments and the honor of calling humanity to Allah and illuminating uh, the path leading to Him. This is the station of the messengers alayhim uh, salam uh, and the successors of the messengers and their heirs. Uh, this will be discussed later inshallah. The knowledge that scholars possess is better than the supererogatory ritual acts of worship, the nafal acts of worship of the devout. Acts of worship that some scholars may lack. Heightened knowledge of that which Allah has revealed to his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam creates an increase uh, in experiential knowledge of Allah and of the faith. Experiential knowledge of Allah and true faith are better than acts of the limbs. However, the uninformed person extols the importance of such worship over knowledge because he cannot conceptualize the essence of knowledge nor its sublimity. Therefore, he lacks the conceptual framework to attain motivation to strive for knowledge. He can only conceptualize the essence of worship and thus uh, has the motivation to exert himself entirely in his devotions. And this is, uh, you know, something Allah Ta'ala created everybody with different, you know, levels of, different levels of intelligence. Ghazali, rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned something. I mean, if you like, you know, super like abstruse or, or fine points of discussion or like, 
you know, a mastery of like grammar or whatever is not your cup of tea. That's fine. Allah made different people with different capacities. But uh, uh, that doesn't mean that, you know, just because those discussions are difficult for you or don't make sense to you, that they don't make sense to anybody. Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala mentions in his Ayyuhal Walad that it's uh, a, a common misconception of people that just because something doesn't make sense to them, that it doesn't make sense. Um, the knowledge, its veneration itself is an act of worship, whether or not it's possible for you to attain it. Uh, and this is, I think, uh, a, a, an understanding that has, uh, has uh, you know, bid farewell a great number of people in this ummah. Sadly, many people who are, are put in positions of trust uh, that they find themselves unable to uh, render them uh, properly. So you find many who lack knowledge preferring complete detachment from the world over engagement in the religious sciences and learning. As we just stated, such people cannot conceptualize the essence of knowledge and spiritual experience. For one who fails to conceptualize something, its significance will never be rooted in their heart. In fact, an ignorant person conceptualizes the nature of the world and magnifies it in his heart. Therefore, he magnifies the virtue of the one who leaves it. Muhammad bin Wasi' once saw a, a, a youth to whom it was said, they are the otherworldly people. Muhammad bin Wasi' asked, what possible significance does the world have that it merits praise for the one who shuns it? Which is a, a, a deep point. Abu Sulaiman al-Darani, whose name also is uh, in, the, in the Mubarak Shajara of the Tariqah, uh, is known to have uh, conveyed a similar point. One who takes pride in otherworldliness other is like one who takes pride in leaving something trivial, something that has less significance uh, with Allah than a gnat's wing. This world is petty and unworthy of mention, far from being something that evokes pride when it's shunned. Again, this is a very uh, a subtle point and only a, a person who thinks will understand it. Many ignorant people extol supernatural occurrences and miracles and consider them better than spiritual insight and knowledge given to the scholars. They conceptualize miracles as a source of distinction because they are manifestations of a degree of physical power and authority which most people are incapable of. Supernatural occurrences, however, are not extolled as such by spiritually elevated ulama and scholars. They shun such occurrences, considering them to be a form of tribulation and trial. They expose the worshippers uh, to the trap of veneration. The scholars fear occupation with such uh, occurrences. The scholars free, fear preoccupation with such occurrences and becoming content with them, uh, and thus uh, uh, severed from Allah uh, uh, by them. Uh, a person let them not like look at in their in their travel to Allah Taala anything other look at anything other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala everything other than Allah is something else uh, a person should not focus on it or look at it the scholars fear preoccupation with such occurrences and becoming content with them and thus severed from Allah by them Abu Talib Mekki who is mashallah the the to my knowledge the first uh, a person in the history of the Ummah to formally write a, a, a treatise on the on the, uh, uh, the the academic discussions of Tasawwuf before uh, Data uh, Ali Hajwari and before uh, um, uh, Imam Al Qushayri um, and before Ghazali uh, 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 from even more before Ghazali. So Abu Talib Makki relates in his book Qut Al Qulub the the the, the staple uh, food stuff of the hearts from a large number of sages, amongst them Bayezid Bustami, 
Yahya bin Mu'adh al-Razi, Sahl al-Tustari, and the Noon al-Misri, Imam Junaid, and others, who is the cream of the crop of the awliya. Um, uh, 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 he narrates similar statements from, from, from all of them and others. It was said to one of them that the person can walk on water. He said, one who Allah uh, empowers to oppose his own nafs uh, is better off. And that's, I mean, that's deep. That's deep. If you want to float on water, go get a life jacket. Uh, whoever can oppose their nafs, that person is, you know, has Allah has given them a, a miracle. It's the last bait of Sidi Ahmed Zarouk's nazam on on the essentials of Hajj, and he writes what he says that uh, he says that the secret is in fearing Allah and in being steadfast. And uh, the greatest uh, 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 miracle is that somebody should have certainty inside of their heart. After that, uh, everything is, is like even better than, than, than miracles. Abu Hafsa Nisaburi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Again, uh, we mentioned his tabaqa last year in the, uh, in the late night majlis. Uh, was sitting with his companions one day at the outskirts of the city uh, in Nishapur while he was lecturing them, enthralling them with his discourse. A wild goat suddenly descended from the mountain and knelt down before him. Uh, 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 Nishapuri was uh, visibly shaken and started to weep. His students asked him about his reaction and he said, I saw you gathered around me and how enthralled you were. I thought to myself, if only I had a sheep to slaughter and could invite all of you to a feast. As soon as this thought occurred, this goat came and knelt in front of me. Thus, you know, which, man, if that happened to me, I'd be like, Shabash, Hamza, man, you, uh, you big, mashallah, you, you made it. Mashallah, mashallah. Everyone say mashallah, right? Uh, <laughs> so, but you guys may have like, you know, that super taqwa and stuff like that. But like, you know, if that happened to me, I'd be like, yeah, man, you, you, you the man. Uh, uh, but of course, that's why we're not the olia, right? Uh, he says, I thought if only I had a sheep to slaughter and could invite you all to a feast. As soon as this thought occurred, the goat came and knelt down in front of me. Thus I thought, am I like Pharaoh who asked his Lord to make the Nile flow for him and it was made to do so? La ilaha illallah. Uh, look how, how these people had their nafs chained up, you know. Look how these people had their nafs chained up. How the, uh, 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 the kuti was like completely uh, bound up by them. He didn't let, you know, they wouldn't let, let her uh, 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 ruin anything for them with their, with their rub. So he, he, thus I thought, am I like Pharaoh who asked his Lord to make the Nile flow for him? And it was made to do so. I then said to myself, what can possibly protect me from Allah giving me every material good in this world while I remain bankrupt and the hereafter possessing nothing? And this is what disturbed me. The spiritual states of such sages is evidenced in the fact that they do not pay attention to these supernatural occurrences. Rather, they are concerned with true knowledge of Allah. Which is not in like, you know, uh, uh, parlor tricks, uh, you know, um, that people play with the laws of physics. Uh, rather, they are concerned with true knowledge of Allah, uh, uh, being humble before Him, gaining His love, nearness to Him, longing for His meeting and obeying Him. All of which uh, uh, transcends, all of which transcends the physical world. The righteous scholars join the spiritual types in this, but surpass them uh, through knowledge of the commandments of Allah and through calling humanity toward Him. This is immensely, immensely virtuous with Allah, his angels, and his messengers. One of the righteous forebears said, Whoever learns and acts on his knowledge, then teaches it to others, is considered to have attained greatness in the heaven, heavenly realm. 
If the superiority of the scholars over the ordinary devout worshippers is clear, it should be understood that his superiority lies in increased knowledge. As for the devout worshipper lacking knowledge, he is denounced. The righteous forebears compared the latter to a vagabond. He does more harm than good. Such a person can be compared to a donkey turning a millstone. He goes around and around until he drops from exhaustion, having gone nowhere. This likeness is so clear that it requires no elaboration, and Allah knows best. Allah give us uh, knowledge. Allah Ta'ala give us the rever reverence of the knowledge and the, com the companionship of the ulama. And uh, Allah Ta'ala uh, uh, make it beautiful inside of our heart and inculcate inside of our hearts this talab and this true desire uh, and love uh, for knowledge of him uh, experientially and knowledge of the, his commandments and his deen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.